Welcome to the yeah. Hazard Rabbit Breakdown Podcast. My name is Evan. I am joined by my co-host, Parker. As always. So, uh, yeah, it's been a few weeks since we've actually just been in this Discord call. Um, because yeah. two weeks ago, we were going, and week. then afterwards, Parker said, hey, I'm going on a vacation. And I'm yeah. like, bro, what Fuck, fuck? you. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I'll record by myself. And right. I literally had him send me everything on all the yeah. thoughts. And then you haven't even uploaded the episode yet. I, as, as of this recording. episode, I have not uploaded this episode. As of this the recording. Um, Bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, I've lost track of what episode this is. Um, uh, I'm going to get back on track with it. Eventually. 15? Something 13? like that? 14? Maybe 14. Uh, let's see what I put for last week. Thirteen. Uh, that was episode thirteen. Okay, fourteen. This then. is episode fourteen. Welcome to episode fourteen. Yeah. Give um, it up for episode fourteen. So Parker is terrible. Shut up, bitch. He he had a rough week. We'll go with that. Uh yeah. Well, that <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't even call it a rough week. More just I didn't manage to put time into <laughs> like yeah. listening to music. And, and to be honest, I didn't listen to one of the albums until, like, midday today, and it didn't leave much of an impression, so we're just gonna... I'm gonna mention which two, three that we're mostly leaving out. Um, so we're going to... I probably this is, how I would, like, Rise Against, to be honest. I, I can talk about Rise Against. I want to talk about that yeah. anyway. Because um, okay. funny enough, I actually listened to one of their other albums again today, because mm. I felt like it for the ride. <laughs> right. Um... So we're not going to be talking about As I Lay Dying, Frail Words, Frail Words Collapse, or Worlds Collapse, I don't know which one, um, and Avenged Sevenfold, Waking the Fallen. Um, Parker didn't listen to either of those. I listened to As I Lay Dying, and it didn't leave any form of an impression on me. It was riffy. That was about it. But it's very much a first debut metalcore album that sounds exactly like everything else in 2003. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't unique yet. In two thousand five, two thousand six, when they released their next album, I know that has some unique tracks, and the clean vocals really were like the iconic part of it. Um, but for me, just I'm just throwing this in there really quickly. It didn't leave much for me. And Avenged Sevenfold, this was much better than their debut. Their debut was not that great. Um, it's still not anything crazy, but I just realized that it was the second highest rated thing I rated this week for the albums, um, for me personally, mm-hmm. but it was also an hour long and I only got through about two thirds of it. So it, it was still much better than their first album, but it didn't leave as like, it, it felt that like. Until Parker finally listens to it, I don't feel like we deserve to talk about it much. Just, I enjoyed this more than I expected to, coming from their That's debut good. album. Um, anyway, I have some news stories that are actually really interesting. Hit me with the news. Hit me with it. So, Daughtry. Do you know Daughtry? Do I know Daughtry? Chris Daughtry, rock singer. Was on American yeah, Idol, I, I believe. D A U G H T R Y. 
Oh, he's just the singer for the band Daughtry. Yes. <laughs> yes. He looks uh, familiar. Yes. Um, he hasn't been in the news much recently, um, but recently on a live show in the UK, he did a cover of Chokehold by Sleep Token. That's cool. Yeah. Was it a um, good cover? <laughs> I believe it was. I'm nice. pretty sure it was. Um, uh, I didn't get to see the video, but it was just the fact that Daughtry of all, like, Daughtry is like a rock, a little hint of country, like, but like the most radio rock rock that you can think of. Mm-hmm. Very nice voice, very beautiful voice. Out of nowhere, like left field, Daughtry covers Sleep Token live in the UK. What mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one is that Knocked Loose played at Coachella. Oh, yeah. The music festival. And when I tell you that there were no security guards, there were no guardrails, people were stage diving to that shit. That's fun. They weren't ready. They weren't prepared. They were not ready. And oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there, there was... I, I have to find this tweet. Um, because honestly, this was the funniest part of it. Uh, so there's also a video of Knocked Loose playing. And in the co- and on the side of Knocked Loose playing was Billie Eilish chilling outside, headbanging slightly, just mm-hmm. enjoying and vibing to not loose, which is like the not like the respective, like, yes, thank you for yeah. respecting our music and appreciating it. And you really do actually enjoy this. Um, so I love to see that. Yeah. Um, there was a post reply to Trophy Eyes. Oh, um, this one. I'd say. <laughs> this person wrote, first time I ever heard of you guys was the concert in Atlanta tonight, and the lead singer kept encouraging mosh pits and crowd surfing, which made the majority of us who were there for Against the Current feel very unsafe and have to go to the sidelines, which is not fair because we were there before your crazy fans. I almost had a panic attack. I didn't even get the chance to find out if I liked your songs because I had to keep worrying about getting kicked in the head. And Trophy Eyes replied with, fuck you. Honestly, yeah. completely justified. <clears throat> uh, if if you even have a whiff of rock or metal, just always be prepared for crowd surfing, moshing, everything. People go crazy in this shit, and they don't care. I didn't know trophy uh, trophy eyes. But... I don't know. Um, but it's definitely like cool people because they're willing to they're willing to get people going in motion. Yeah, like, like respect. Um, and Marcus from Say of the Scene wrote, first time I ever heard of Knocked Loose was Coachella the other night, and the lead singer kept encouraging mosh pits and crowd surfing, yeah. which made the majority of us who were there for Blink One Eight Two feel very unsafe and have to go to the sidelines. I almost had a panic attack, and it just ends at and. Yeah. <laughs> did you see I, that clip of um? Did you see that clip of Brian Garris teaching Coachella how to circle pit? <laughs> I think I did before I got D, uh, DMCA'd. 
It's it's a great clip. It's funny. Like, Send it to me if you can because I want to see every clip from that because honestly, that whole experience. Look, not blues playing at Coachella is such an iconic phrase. Going to be like such a cool ass phrase, and the fact that he got them circle pitting, stage diving, mosh pitting, everything just. Mm-hmm. Just music to my ears, man. Um, and what's the last one? Oh, uh, oh yeah, there's that tour. Speaking of Dr. Loose, as well. well. We'll get to that in a second. That's another story. Demi Lovato recommended to one of the other touring, one of the other Instagram story people, uh, recommended Body Snatcher for music recommendations. So Demi Lovato listens to Body Snatcher. Yeah. Casual day. Uh, which is really cool that like someone who I find a lot of enjoyment in for the music that she's recently put out enjoys the music that I also could enjoy as well. And the funny thing is, Biosatcher is very similar to Spite. Um, speaking of the heavy, there is a tour that got announced. Um, Motionless in White have announced the touring the end of the world tour with support from Not Loose, After the Burial, and Alpha Wolf. God, that mosh pit is going to be disgusting. It's going to be crazy. They, according to this poster, if I can actually fucking see it. Jesus Christ, I can't see it. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Boston. Yeah, it's Boston. Uh, It looks like a stadium. Because it's not House of Blues. It's the last show of the tour, too, I think. Um, It's October 29th. It's the last show of the tour, which is... I think you just said that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm up ahead of you, as always. Honestly, (laughs) I want to go to that tour. It's going to be... That would be a sick show. That would be a great way to end it. (laughs) Uh, October 29th is a Sunday, which means I would have to miss a day of school. But that'd be fine with me, honestly. I, I do find it funny how it's like... Yeah, we got this motionless and white tour, and then they they are the the softest band on the card. <laughs> uh, I slightly disagree. Their older Overall, stuff is a yeah. little bit heavier. Say again. Their older stuff's a little bit heavier, but for the most yeah, for the most part, they're more of just like a standard metal tour. Oh, knocked loose and alpha wolf take take them by a storm. Uh, yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, they are by technicality. They have the most clean vocals out of every single band on the album. Right. Yeah. In comparison to who their company is, <laughs> they're the softest band. <laughs> but also the fact that we're going to be able to get Slaughterhouse with Brian Garris. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. I we're didn't think about that. We're going to get a good fucking right there. <laughs> and by that point, we're probably going to get new Knocked Loose material, which means that tour is going to be stacked. And new Alpha Wolf, probably. I really hope we have new Alpha Wolf. And new After the Barrel. Speaking of Alpha Wolf, I'm wearing my Alpha Wolf shirt. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, w- there was actually quite a bit of news this week. Um, AI is slowly taking over the music industry <laughs> with some of the duos that they're doing out there. Um, long story short, do it. Just make sure that do it in the right way, not in the wrong way. Make sure that it's actually labeled correctly, not just fake stuff that looks real, but it's not. 
you know AI can I, make music if you have a sample of someone of someone saying lines with a right. voice. So right. Right. for like Drake. I I really would rather AI just like fuck off personally. <laughs> I'm like um, I'm just like don't make money off of it. Just do it for like fun purposes, like experiment with ideas of like different collabs that could work see how it comes out but you're still reading the voice of people without their consent though like that is true i i have also may have listened to way too many ai president memes and now only i almost refer to ai president memes are okay because it's making fun of politicians therefore it's automatically okay Um, I, I almost automatically called Joe Biden Sleepy Joe now. Sleepy Joe. Did you hear it? Was it you that showed me the, or it might have been someone else. Yes, that was me. Joe. I've sent you six of them, at least. Oh, no, I was thinking of the 10 hours of AI-generated gent. Nope. I think that was, some, that was something else that I saw. I did not yeah, see someone, that. Okay. Someone made a 10-hour video of procedurally generated gent. <laughs> And it sounds like, it, it sounds like, like periphery. Gen. No, it's not as good. It's nowhere near as good as periphery. Oh, okay. It's, it's just like very someone... basic, bare bones gen. Um, but it sounds, it doesn't sound like just horrible. But you can look it up. It's like it, it's on YouTube. Okay, I will look this up then. Once, once we're done here, we can. That might it'll be an option. <laughs> It'd be an idea. Uh, so, what's it called? Uh, we have some singles. So we do have stuff that we're going to talk about um, first before we get to the old albums. Uh, one thing I want to highlight for an album that we're not going to talk about this week. Uh, neither of us yes. listened to Enter Shikari, first off. That was one thing that we just new, new stuff for this last Friday will that this last Friday the the twenty first will be in our episode next week. Actually, yeah, next really week was will not a lot be a good of week for that because we have Enter Shikari, Brand of Sacrifice, as everything unfolds, and we can do anything else that comes up in that time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I I honestly just want to highlight as everything unfolds is currently that is my number one album this year. Um, it's gonna be a bit of a high in a honeymoon phase for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting it to drop slightly or jump up. Um, this is a post-hardcore album that reminds oh, wow. me a lot of like a Future Palace Secrets, uh, but a little bit of holding absence in there. And mm-hmm. I had such a blast with it. I can see some songs not resonating with you as they were a little bit lower on me, but I had a really, really nice time with both the the low and the high and the light and the heavy and the positive the negative of the whole album just Mm -hmm. the mood and the energy that like transitioned throughout the whole thing and also the name of it speaks perfectly the songs speak perfectly to the tone of the album itself where like ultraviolet um i think of like silver scene immediately with that i get lost in the ultraviolet exactly the ultra the ultraviolet al- album title with the color that they picked for it 
works so well with describing the album itself um the vibes, are good. the vibes are accurate <laughs> yeah like the invent animate heaven Ur, and the album artwork perfectly resonate with the album feeling you get with it yeah um, i i i, I agree with that. Yeah. there are certain ones that just like immediately say this is the album for that cover or like mm -hmm. color decay i think of color decay with uh that perfect example because it is a very much you're saying like tears gray it's cry light and dark like just that very gray that middle ground um mm -hmm. but honestly this is one million percent a recommendation by me um if you like post hardcore you will really enjoy also uk uk post hardcore uh you will notice the accent right away but it's it so is, british ah. well, her accent comes out quite a bit um but mm -hmm. I had a blast with it. This is my first time listening to it. And from what I heard from a review of this album is that the first, the debut album that came out two years ago uh, was like a test in the wires of what they can do. And this album really refines what they did well and makes it better for like, mo like almost all, almost mostly in every single part. So mm -hmm. I was really happy with this recommendation I got. And I was like, hell yeah this is a good recommendation um we'll talk yes, more about it next week when we actually all when we actually review stuff from 2023 right. <laughs> i listened to it twice last night and i had a good time mm -hmm. with it so let's jump into the singles though because we have a few singles that we need to discuss yes sir so we have um i'm gonna go a little bit out of order because i want to talk about i'll let you talk about this uh, the, the Devil Wears Prada have released another single called Ignorance. Yes, As I said in previous episodes, I will not listen to anything from the Devil Wears Prada until that deluxe album releases on May 5th. I refuse mm -hmm. because I want my ears to be like as virgin as possible to this sound. We, we have Just, 10 days. You have 10 days. I have, um, let's see, how many days? How many days in April? 10 days. 30. <laughs> 30. So five. Yeah, and another 21 until how many days until what? Tears of the Kingdom? Is that the 19th? I thought that was the 12th. Jesus Christ. That's 14, 15, 16, 17 days. Oh my God, that's 17 days. 17 days until Tears of the Kingdom. I am crying my eyes out right now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the Devil Wars Prada Ignorance. Parker, did you listen to this? Yes, I did. The the um, what what do I have to say about this? It's good. I wouldn't call this. I wouldn't say this is on the level of reaching, or much of what's on the album, but it's still good. Okay. So, I'll it, still take it. It it, it didn't. It doesn't stick out to me really. If, if like... this had been on the album originally, <laughs> where, would this be on like the lower end? If this was on the album, at, at least with what I, how I feel about it right now, this is like the worst on the album. Okay. 
I'm trying to like think of like so like my scale is like I won't lie, cancer's at the top, then mm-hmm. noise. Yeah. Then broken watchtower co- like tie. Right. Um like those are my top 4. Mm-hmm. I honestly, you know, it's funny. I actually think that like time is my least favorite. That I I don't agree with that, but that's solely fair. because of the placement. I mm. think it's right after something. It's right after trapped. Oh, that's why it's after trapped, mm-hmm. which is such a good song, mm-hmm. and like such like a heartbreaking song, and then you get this very standard metalcore. I'm like, fuck off, Devil Wears. Like, fuck it, fuck this. <laughs> um. And that's why I'm a little bit pissed about it, but like it's a good song. It's a really good song. I think that's just solely because of the album, like in the placement of it. I'm like, mm-hmm. give me this fucking depression, man. Like put the standard metalcore at the top. Put right. the depression at the end, man. Um yeah. but okay, so I'm I'm gonna put my expectations a little bit low on that one. Yeah, no, it's like obviously it's not it's it's not like it's a bad song, of course, but it it's um it honestly took me a because I I tend to just put stuff like when I do singles for preparing for these episodes I'll usually just take the list that we've put on the dock and just add them in order like of like yeah. from top to bottom and it took me a solid thirty seconds to realize that it was the Devil Wears Prada song. Um, well, so I I unfortunately well it's still a a, a solid track. Um, I just think it, it on a certain level it kind of lacks. Uh, a hook that even like reaching had okay um not like a literal hook in like the chorus but like just it 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 doesn't feel as interesting it wasn't as... something as unique about it it just felt like a very right overall yeah. good track still it's still that yeah, worst brother which is still a great band but right it it's so... unfortunate that it's it's unfortunate that they've raised the bar so high that the, that a song like this is, becomes bad you know, for them. When we go back head. to our previous years mm-hmm. and we get albums like, for example, uh, Dispose by The Plot and You. Right. Comparing that to the Swan Song, mm-hmm. that is going to be the hardest thing ever. Yeah. Because, like, I think... It's going to be harder for you other. than it is for me. Compar- me comparing it to happiness and self-destruction, that's... A don't, e- don't, don't even. Don't even. <laughs> don't even bring up the question. <laughs> or, uh, like, Holding Absence original versus Holding oh. Absence 2021. Oh mm. my lord, that will be the hardest thing because there yeah. is a little bit of merit to the original that is mm-hmm. not in the 2021 but the right. 2021 adds so much more that mm-hmm. you almost forget about it. But then I'm like, I'm saying they're like, I know about this. You yeah. fuckers can scream a little bit. Give it back. Bring it back. Bring it um, back. I, w- I wish Lucas screamed more. Because like his more aggressive vocals in are so good. They're excellent. I love it's, it's his like, beautiful. Uh, like for 60 centimeters of steel. Like it's not even like he's full on screaming necessarily, but it's more aggressive and it's it close enough to what we got in the original original debut. Oh, is is that kind of what he was doing more often, like on those oh, tracks? Oh, listen to the first song, and you will hear it. Okay. Um, 
I forget because that horizontal is going to be one of my favorite parts of of their discography. Um, fucking excellent. Anyways, so th the reason why in 2021, No More Roses was like my hang on, I have it right here. No More Roses is my number one song play of the year because mm -hmm. of the scream at the end yeah. of it. The drums in the beginning. The beginning, like, it, it was a masterpiece of mm -hmm. a song. And Lucas screamed on it, and it just spoke to me. Um, yeah. Your love has ruined my life. Um, and like a shadow, and you are everything. Those three show a lot of the screaming that you don't get in the newest release. I'm praying... That we get a little bit more. Yeah. Hopefully, like, just goes... like, because obviously, Kurt and Melody isn't all that aggressive. It's but not. Like, but, like, combining, because I think Kurt and Melody is a fucking incredible song in a different way than, like, something more it's aggressive. It's not just about a girl, it's about himself for once, which I love that they right. took that turn a little bit different because, no offense, talking about girls all day long is great. I hear about it. It's like, give me more about you, yeah. Lucas. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so tangent off topic there. Um, yeah. Devil Wears Prada, ignorance. I the last thing I'll say about it is that going back to like 2019, the act mm -hmm. for them, or it does feel something more like that would be on the act than I think on Color the Cat. Yeah, more experimental transition phase um right. but i think of like chemical lines of your hands uh switchblade um those had that unique part of them that mm -hmm. caught me and kept yeah. me hooked in that goddamn song and like even like almost every song on that album also had that mm -hmm. thing um as kids um i'm trying to think of the song that you had to laugh at because of the there was a part in it that you were just like, this is so... Oh, yeah, it was like the way Mike screamed something that I was like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> yes, that's but that's the thing, is that like you... I think it was like, I think it was a kid, yeah. Yeah, it was as kids. Um, But you remember that. You yeah. remember that little like hook in there, and you're like, that sounds so stupid, but it works. I don't know if I said that it works, but it, okay, it's... fuck you. But anyway, anyway um, you're, I understand what you're going for. Yeah, <laughs> let's jump into the next single because we spent uh, um, a long time on this one single. Yeah, I mean that's not an issue though. It's a good. It's a good. No. it's been um, a good talk. The Amity Affliction, not without my ghosts, featuring Femme. This is the last single before Femme. their album on May twelfth. Not without my ghosts. Uh, so this is the uh, the title of the album. Uh, it features Femme, who I do not know, but I believe has been in the scene before, or is in the scene in general. Um, Never heard the name. She sounded fine, I think. Yeah, I... Like... So, I didn't mind this, honestly. It's okay. Uh, she is on an MGK album. Uh, yeah, there's an MGK song five colon three six six six. 
and yeah uh so anyway i thought it was good i didn't think it was as good as the last one which was Ooh. let's see what it was i don't even remember to be honest. oh i'm going back i'm going back baby we going back did we not write singles it's hell down somewhere? here what it's hell down here yeah, it's held down here. It's uh, it was the week of March twenty fourth, so about a month mm. ago. Um, that one you enjoyed, and I also enjoyed a lot. Um, it had that same but like catchy. I did enjoy that one of these, but... it, it had that catchy chorus vibe. Um, and I really enjoy the catchy chorus Amity Affliction. And honestly, fuck it if it's the same old, same old. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I like it. Mm. Um. Oh then we have a return from a man that I kind of sold off as whatever after their 2018 album because that one was mid as hell. Uh, Beartooth. Wait, I, sorry, hold on. Before we... I, I do have something to say. I find it interesting that they, they would release this as a... Going back to Amity Affliction for a second. I find oh. it interesting that they would re- release this closer as a as a single. This is like, the closer? Uh, this is apparently the closer from what I've heard. Oh, honestly, Does I actually like that as a closer. Be a closer. It, it fits. It fits as a closer. Yeah, like I, it. I don't know. This one, it was fine, but I didn't find it all like that interesting. Like it was just kind of there. Jesus Christ! But maybe maybe it, maybe it works better in the context of a whole album. Like yeah, I. So the thing is, is like. There were a couple other singles, like um, I think of like August Burns Red, where like the uh, Reckoning featuring Under Oath. Um, right. I know you don't remember as much, but that was like the second to last song of the album or the last song. It fit mm-hmm. really well in there because right. it blended perfectly with the other songs, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. Because like on its own, I was like, this is just Under Oath and August Burns Red combined. Little did I know that actually it would work really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, it... sorry, go sorry. ahead. No, you go. I've been talking a lot. No, you go. You go. Fucking speak, bitch. You gonna do me like this? No. Say what you have to say. Speak your truth. Fuck you, bitch. God damn it. Anyways. Oh, so we're just going to sit here with dead air now? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> I think this will fit in the context of the album much more than yeah. as a single. I I would agree with that. Uh, okay. For a band I wrote off in 2018 because I was too stubborn to then go listen to their 2020, 2020 album, Beartooth. And their new single, Sun- Sunshine, which, I won't lie, best fucking single of the goddamn week. And it's no contest. Um, yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, there was a song. Oh, my God. I have, to, I have to go back for this one. Hold on. So, back in 2018, Beartooth released Disease. And the song Greatness or Death was the first song on the album. I'm going to be honest. 
I fucking love that song because it's just an explosive start after such a quiet opening and it works for me. This has mm-hmm. that same exact energy and oh my god, do I love it. Um I've also unintentionally been following Caleb Shomo's journey from sober for soberness since mm-hmm. last year, uh December of 2021. Um, and his weight loss journey as well, because I follow him on Instagram and he shows up in my feed along with a million other bands. And yeah. the occasional time I check Twitter, he's just there posting updates. He's done a really good fucking job. I think he's been like, yeah, he's been dealing with that. That's far he has whatever. been s- losing weight, no alcohol, no drugs, full like full sober. It's just wonderful to see. And if that makes this this Beartooth Sunshine single come on 10 more times, mm-hmm. then fuck it. I'll take 10 of them. Yeah. And this will easily be a top 10 album because I loved this single. Um, I know Honeymoon Phase changes everything. Mm-hmm. No, th- this one's... This one reignites my passion for Beartooth again. Yeah, this was, this was a great song. Um, I... I don't know if you've really gone and given Riptide no. all that much to listen. Um, I fucking love that song too, and, and I it it really shows like this this path to sobriety that he's taken, and it it, it combines it, it's there's such a positivity in that song and this song, yeah. Um, that I think is is really quite infectious, and when you combine that with the with the kind of Beartooth structure, because really Beartooth a lot of the times has been kind of a poppy metalcore type of sound. Poppy metalcore with, formula. Yeah, pop metalcore, yeah. Right, with like pop metalcore formula with really like depressing shit <laughs> going on in it. If you um, if you want depressing shit, just obviously. listen to Disease. Say again? Sorry. If you want depressing stuff, listen to Disease, the song itself, and you literally will have what they sounded like. Right. Like it, it it's but the you know, taking that and moving it kind of in a in a more positive direction, I think works incredibly well. Because like Riptide is, is is an incredibly infectious song. And I think this one will be for me too. I don't it yeah. wasn't it didn't have quite the immediate catching effect that Riptide did. But by the end, the by the time that the song ended, I was like, "Yeah, this is, I I can get down with this." I won't um, lie, the audio samples that they have sometimes in the mm-hmm. beginning, like those, like right. a little extra, like funny additions. Mm-hmm. I won't lie; those actually boost up a score by like an extra like half point every single yeah, time. Uh, I hear yeah, it was it was fun. That, that I think of like fun. um Stan Atlantic last year with their album the very last track is just a meme fest for yeah, yeah, five seconds in the video. Like, and it's literally just I, it, yeah. it's just a random ass title too and i'm like this boosts is up by a point i'm sorry this right. whole thing how awesome um, can you get with this right i mean it, it, it's definitely it's a better two song yes. like if their formula has not changed in eight years they're not changing it now honestly but i think it works for this and it, it works for this type of vibe that they're trying to bring incredibly yeah. well um why bother changing it 
because honestly, Beartooth has two million monthly listeners, and probably after the single has some more time to sit, mm-hmm. two point five million. I wouldn't be surprised. This is one of the most iconic metalcore bands right now that you just know the name of. Uh, this yeah. headlined tour or tour back in twenty. 15 2016 2017 mm-hmm. nothing um so yeah Beartooth is like pretty big really. this is one of those bands like falling in reverse Beartooth I prevail uh etc that you just if you slapped it on a hope to see warp tour one day <laughs> yeah <laughs> tour that would sell out probably yeah you put all the metalcore on one thing You've got mm-hmm. a tour. Yeah. It's also it's also a funny little thing. It's the brightest like album cover that they've had in their entire existence. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's so it's funny to look at and it's really nice too. It's like just bright yellow. Everywhere. I hate bright yellow, but it works in this context. It it definitely works very well. I, I'm a big fan of it. Let's talk about one of the funniest songs of the goddamn year. <laughs> we have Barbie Girl by Bro Job. Featuring Enda Venera, which is the funniest irony in all of existence because Enda Venera is a mix of McNasty from YouTube and Brojob, the lead singer from Brojob. So, really, this is just. Oh, the lead singer from Brojob is on this. Or Or is is on Enda Venera. He's the lead singer of Enda Venera. So, it's Mm -hmm. basically just Enda Brojob. Plus McNasty and the rest of and the Banera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Barbie Girl. So if you know the Barbie Girl song, this is the Barbie Girl song, but Deathcore. <laughs> and my God. I'm a Barbie girl. I started really? singing along. I didn't hear half the shit that was happening because I couldn't understand it. But I knew the song. <laughs> it was so, so funny. It just, oh my lord! A deathcore Barbie girl cover. <laughs> I didn't notice that it was actually a cover. I just looked at Bro Jobs' aesthetic of like, oh, we're like sexy men and we do deathcore, like, and I was like, you know, that sounds like a name that for a, a like a comedy deathcore band would have. Yeah, Honestly, it, it does sound like that too for their whole style as well. Yeah. Uh, um, and I don't remember shit about it. Well, yeah, obviously, because you're just not this kind of person. But, like, also, it, I also didn't remember much. I just know that it's the funny Barbie girl song. The yeah. funny, funny Barbie girl song. Go raw. Um, yeah, you could play this at a live show and it would slap so hard. Yeah. It, yeah, as a song itself, though, it's that type of Lorna Shore style oh, yeah. deathcore, like, that I really just don't care for. And this one felt especially weak because it seemed like the drums a lot of the time really just were, like, really muted and muffled. And I was just like, eh. yeah, uh, I spaced out and really didn't give too much of a shit. So, I'm sitting here enjoying the heck out of everything <laughs> Lorna Shore related, so. I always enjoy it. Better than one short breakdown. Like, <laughs> yep. Um, we have Future Pals and their latest single, Malthus, uh, which 
seems either like a deluxe album is coming in the future or this is a new single to the next album i don't, I don't know if it's been I, I don't think it would it would probably be a deluxe if anything because yeah because run was, was last year was just june of last year right yeah no it's, it's been less than a year since that came out this thing's chunky though this, this is a chunky fucking song chunky and i, yeah, I like, like it i like it a lot this, I this after listening to as everything unfolds and then listening to this i'm like as everything unfolds is better <laughs> but they like <laughs> sound a little bit similar um mm. not exactly but i was like i hear as everything unfolds in the air the heck <laughs> um i i no, really enjoy this, this. Is, i think this beats about everything off of their past album for me okay personally I still really enjoyed it. Just, mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm not revealing much. Why? I... Oh, it doesn't have to do with your your list. Yeah, Isaac. Okay. All right. Noted. Uh, so anyway. talk about yeah, sleep token. I'll be I back like in just it's one okay. minute. What? Talk about sleep token. I'll be back in one minute. Okay. Um, so the, well, actually, well, um, well, we're still in Future Palace, uh, the late, what was I going to say? Um, it, it's, it feels like it has a lot more impact than about anything off of that, that previous album did for me. And it, it made it, it made me more invested in it, which is good. I was going to say something else and now I can't fucking remember what it is. You distracted me. I was going to make a point. How dare you? Um. Anyways, sleep token. Uh, it's fine. In my opinion, like sleep token. Uh, D Y W T Y L M. For those of you who haven't seen, uh, which stands for Do you wish that you loved me? Um. Yeah. To reiterate my point that I just said, it's fine. It's not really metal most it's basically just like kind of alt pop like they're all pop side and i didn't really find it all that interesting unfortunately like i i it didn't really have the the grab that granted or aqua regia did in my eyes um you know granted had that had, had a nice a nice chorus the second verse um is basically perfect as far as I'm concerned on that song. Um, Aqua Regia really has like just a nice atmosphere, like nice kind of like I kind of like rainy atmosphere in my eyes, and I I think it works really well. Um, given the name, of course, like a, a really nice kind of a really nice ballad. This I don't really the, the this feels more kind of like an alt pop like. Um, it was kind of more standard. I don't know. No, it, it didn't really feel like there was anything. There was nothing all that interesting vocally or instrumentally that could really grab me and bring me in. Um, which is unfortunate because that's been the case. That's been what they've been doing with their previous five singles. Um, but the this this doesn't really have that that grab for me especially compared to the 
the the rest of what's here um or what they what they what they have put out previously i should say so kind of unfortunate it's still fine but i i definitely see that being a low spot on the album when that comes out in three weeks or so three and a half weeks um so yeah welcome back i've talked about sleeve token i it will fit on the album better than it does in as a single that's my yeah I, I can agree with that as well also the fact that we have how many songs are on the album itself 12 i believe 12 how many singles do we have so far six <laughs> we have half the album yeah now i understand that you have to keep the hype up no offense to sleep token should have done all that hype for the album in february instead of january that would have kept my hype up more in general honestly they probably could have started in march uh, like did march the two, was stacked did the two yeah, and two. I agree. like did the two and two the, the the first two and then the two two weeks later and then do the two like four weeks later and then have the album release on the 19th yeah like do it like mid-april you know what i mean but the fact that this already like so we are recording on tuesday april 25th this came out april 21st it already has 917,000 plays yeah like that's nuts they have just under 2 million monthly listeners i think they lost a few because it's been a while but yeah it, it's the fact that like that's just nuts um mm -hmm. anyway last single is spirit box and their single for the first time in a year uh the void the void it the void does not seem like it's in specifically attached to anything because what they said on twitter was that they were going to release a single for the tour for new music and then after the tour their newest tour that they're on uh start working on the next album mm -hmm. okay i i enjoyed it from what i can recall yeah. because Fair. it's been four days for me to be honest uh, yeah but i didn't like i i didn't hate it it just wasn't like bear tooth level enjoyment or like funny barbie girl fun right. enjoyment um it just was like yep this is a single hey i expected this yeah, album yeah um it felt like it was like a b-side of like their last album or their debut mm -hmm. album um so i i just think it's like it's good yeah i'm kind of in the same it, it, i i think it kind of falls into the same boat as like ignorance does for me where it's like it's a fine track it's a good track i just it i don't think it reaches the highs of their previous work did you like, listen to their debut yeah i've given eternal blue a listen it was good i um i think i gave it like a i i forget if i gave it like a high seven or a low eight but oh, um you gave it an 8.2 yeah that's there you fair. go um, I, I feel like if anything it 
probably grown off of me a little bit since then. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. It definitely, I can see why you, you say it's like a B-side off of their debut, off of uh, off of Eternal Blue, because it, yeah. it kind of feels like that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was, it was fine. It definitely, it, um, it, it's nowhere near the highs of like Holy Roller for me. Like, so. For me, those were, the highs that I had with that album were, <laughs> funny enough, a lot of the clean vocal song, clean vocal songs, uh, The Summit, mm-hmm. We Live in a Strange World, Secret Garden, um, Holy Roller, obviously, right, right up there with them. Uh, Circle with me was solid. Hurt you, I. Look, I'm gonna be honest. I can't listen to that song without seeing the music video, and I was terrified by the music video, so I'll pass on that song. Uh, and Constance, oh, Circle with me. No, hurt you. Oh, hurt you. There was a weird freaking video with that song. Mm-hmm. Uh. I, I, I haven't seen the, I haven't seen the video for that one yet. I love the whole like roller. It. it it just creeped me the heck out. Um, yeah. And uh, Constance also being about uh, her grandmother is just such a like like just emotional part. Right. I really enjoy both sides of Spirit Box, but mm-hmm. I think I just really enjoy Corey Courtney's um vo- vocals just singing because she just has such a beautiful voice for it Mm -hmm. okay so we have five albums to talk about this week i'm gonna change the order a little bit because i just want to get this one out of the way yeah that's it let's um let's just talk i was gonna say let's start start with rise against because you are the only one to have anything to say on that so (laughs) so rise against revolutions per minutes their second album it is. Oh my god! I didn't do my research on this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Rise Against have improved in their ability to make an album. Uh, the unraveling was an okay start to it all. <sighs> uh, me being the Rise Against person, um, I really came into this knowing what's coming up knowing what was previously as their debut which was just it was a punk rock album that tried to copy what green day did because green day got extremely popular from it and they said let's copy but then rise against said okay that didn't really work for us so let's try to make it a little bit more interesting and i'm going to tell you right now there's actually one part of this i want to specifically highlight that if you as a listener need um, one funny moment that I caught immediately within the first five seconds of it. In this album, there's a song called Broken English. If you listen to the first ten seconds of it, there's a guitar riff that plays. Jump two albums in the future to uh, The Sufferer and The Witness. Listen to Survive, the last song of the album, and listen to the opening guitar riff. It is literally the same notes, just more refined in terms of the actual production. Mm-hmm. It is the same exact start, and when I heard it, I jumped out of my chair. I'm like, no fucking shot. Just no fucking shot. Went downstairs. To, I'm like, Mom, you need to listen to this. Does this sound the same? And we're going to talk about 
Event Sevenfold at some point because that had the same idea for another band. Um, but I just wanted to mention that first before I get into the actual album because it was very funny for me as a person who listened to their later stuff hear a riff from their earlier stuff that actually just came on later on in life. <laughs> um, it's like, hey, it didn't work here. Let's try again. Okay, it worked now. <laughs> um, honestly, this album was all right. Um, is uh, 12 tracks and it's about... I don't know. I don't know how long. Uh, I finally know where Like the Angel and Voices Off Camera finally came from. Um, I really... I'd heard those, the acoustic versions, um, when they did the acoustic project, the Ghost Note Symphonies, back in 2018. Um, they had released 10 songs that were just acoustic covers of songs. Very, very wonderful covers, or um, acoustic versions of their songs that fit perfectly for a concert and I actually heard them a few years later it was lovely hearing that um so for Rise Against this came for me as a seven um a little bit better than their previous but still needing some work in terms of like what I want Rise Against to sound like um they really started to focus on their true calling which is rebellion and crisis issues and helping people out who actually need it um in terms of poverty uh corrupt governments in third world countries everything uh that is their true calling that is their sp like spoken language that they can just speak and have songs that are beautiful to listen to um like the angel voices off camera uh, blood red white and blue basically saying america fucking sucks yeah i don't get i mind you uh broken english is like a little um little uh little hint at like um just well just i'm just talking about the album types as well um broken english being like you can't speak english so you just have some broken english in mixed in with your native language uh that's why you speak broken English. Um, but a what? lot of what? That's uh, never mind. That's... I'm going on a random tangent. I know I'm bullshitting basically. I was like, "What the fuck? What is going on?" I don't know. Because for, for whatever story reason, short, I think that's solid. Because like, in my in my head, I was like, "Wait, are is he saying that they wrote a song about like?" No, because I don't remember what people for not being multilingual. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. What I not mean is that I don't remember what the song is about. I just know that the title is interesting. <laughs> That's literally all I think. <laughs> That's where my brain's at right yeah, now. Okay, people like have to learn English if they're going to be in America. Like, <laughs> yes. Evan is just casually racist and yeah, casually immigrant and against like people's you, you know people speaking their cultural language. Like, how dare you speak another language in this country? Yeah, have you lived here? You speak English. Some bullshit anyway, like that. Anyways, uh, sorry. I think this is a nice progression for Rise Against. I think that their debut was still good, just not great. 
Um, this is definitely an improvement in that regard. Um, I know that their next album is considered really, really good, considering that in their most popular releases, it goes Appeal to Reason, Endgame, and then Siren Song of the Counterculture, which is literally their next album. So I know that this is 100% going to be the album that I'm probably going to really enjoy. I just haven't gotten around to around to it. Um, overall, Parker, I think that in terms of Rise Against itself, uh, you had given it a five. I think you'll give this one probably like a six, six and a half at best. Yeah, I think that's you'll. Fair. I think it progresses nicely from what you had originally heard, if you mm-hmm. remember anything, um, into what is now the like just a much better version of it. There's still some songs that like very much were like those like quick minute two minute songs that don't stick with you, but they really start to focus in on what they're good at and what they know best. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes with sophomore albums, they do a complete change up in their sounds and then they go back to their original sounds. But this one, they try to just refine what they do and it doesn't break anything. It's not until their third album where they really break through in the culture of, or in the area of punk rock per se. Mm-hmm. All right. So our next album. I'll let you start with this one too, because I'm assuming. (laughs) I'll talk about this and then I'm just going to rest for a second. Yeah. We have Radiohead and their album Hail to the Thief. Now, I know we are literally in the middle of Radiohead's discography with this one. This is probably about the worst place to start. Not because this is a, well, that not because I think this is a bad album, but because it's not their most popular shit. The previous three literally got like awards. Yeah. Like we started off with the one that got like gold. It was like, right. okay, like, that's great. Yeah. We, we could have started platinum. with, yeah, we could have started with okay computer, which is like one of the most critically acclaimed albums of all time. As far as I know, but we're so, starting with um, this. Instead, I guess like, <laughs> let me just paint this picture for you. I get about seven songs in. I message Parker and I say, uh, "Let me let me see what I wrote. Let me see what I wrote." And you said, "I'm done." <laughs> uh, along those lines. Here, let's see. I have the whole. Me- I, I this one deserves. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay, you know what? You can have Radiohead. <laughs> I said "lull" in all caps. You can take yeah, them forever. Okay. I don't care. I'll take my secrets and run. I'm done. I made it seven songs. I'm actually so done. This feels like I'm going to actually go insane. <laughs> and the thing is, is that, so we talked a lot about Soul Glow last year, or uh, the start of this podcast, and how I despise it. Oh, don't be my ass. Anyways. I, I genuinely still cannot get through more than one song i actually after listening to radiohead by the way i think it's absolutely horrendous and horrible for a starting point i know that there are other albums that are critically acclaimed it's probably not gonna be my style but i will give them a listen respectively i went and listened to soul glow and said 
do I think Soul Glow is worse than this? Or do I think that Radiohead is worse than Soul Glow? In the end, Soul Glow is still absolutely worse than Radiohead. So Radiohead has that respect. But the fact that I actually had to compare Radiohead to Soul Glow of all bands. Anything that gets you to go listen to Soul Glow, I think, is level of okay he hates it yeah um there there are levels so like obviously there's devil wears prada imminence currents in the animate at the very top you've got the mid ones like we came as romans uh uh i don't know the mid, gray mid bands okay whatever You've got Where? the just underneath. I would say for me, Underoath. Mm. Actually, that's more of a mid. Um, for this year, I would say, like MS Paint, Dead Lakes, not really my style, or just kind of boring to me. Not really anything. Like I'm like, okay, I've heard this before. It's not anything interesting to me. You've got stuff that's not my style. Slow tie. Uh, or more. The, Paramore, I probably should rate that around a three or four because that's really not honestly. I don't think of it as like a two as what I originally. Well, no, you rated you, it. you gave it a two originally, but you bumped it up. Yeah, I know you, you went because it's it just not my style and it doesn't resonate with me. And then you've got the the bottom of the barrel for me, which there is nothing that I'm going to rate a zero because something musically has been created. There were nothing ever gets a zero. When I tell you that this started off on the worst foot possible by fucking up my right ear in a matter of seconds. So if you ever heard the start of Deftones, or uh, Radiohead, sorry, Radiohead, not Deftones. We'll get to Radiohead, uh, Deftones. So the album, uh, Hail to the Thief. It starts with 2 plus 2 equals 5, the, the most popular song on this album. It starts with this weird freaking sound in your right ear. And for me, who is pretty audio, like, sensitive, auditory sensitive, um, it made my body stiffen immediately. It just, it, I'm like, it, it, oh, okay. Okay, what am I listening to? Um, okay. Uh, it started to get better. That just fucked my brain up for the listen. Uh... And then I'd even get to, I got to the beginning of the next song and I was looking at the lyrics and it's sit down, stand up. And I started scrolling and all the lyrics were just the raindrops, the raindrops in all cap, like in caps and like not caps, uh, but just the raindrops, the raindrops, the raindrops, the raindrops. The raindrops. The raindrops. Anyway, sorry. That was going to probably boost out the sound anyway. Uh, they copy-paste. And... Th- the raindrops. I-, I said to Parker, I said, I think I'm going to go insane from this song. Have you heard this song? He's like, I think I've heard part of it. Yeah. I'm like, He's like, I'm just going to listen to the album. And... 
uh, he's and you said it was fine for me personally. <laughs> and there was another song that it was backdrifts actually I think. Yeah, it was backdrifts. <laughs> it panned back and forth somewhat fast. So when you pan, you gotta do it at a slow pace or really quickly and make it done. Not for four minutes, however long they <laughs> got through the song. And then <laughs> I just skipped the rest because I was done. Fun enough, I actually clicked like on Go to Sleep because it was a normal alt song. <laughs> and it made me happy that after four songs, I could actually have a moment of peace in an album I was despising. And the next three <laughs> after that were terrible. Um, anyway, Sit Down Stand Up made me just just go insane. Um, <laughs> stand lastly, up, bro. Uh, you said, I see why you dislike the rain, the raindrop song a lot. I don't really mind it. Like, it's an interesting frenetic section. And I'm like, and I said, eh, I'll give it interesting in the worst way possible. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this takes the cake for being one of my least favorite albums. And I swear to God. Anything else that they make can be better than the start of this album. I will <laughs> never finish this album. Mm -hmm. I won't even want to try, honestly. I'll try to finish Soul Glow at some point. Because, respectively, that's in your top 30 by a mile. I want to actually finish that to be like, okay, do I fully hate this or do I just hate the first song? It's it doesn't get much different be... than the first song. What? It doesn't get that much different from the first song. Oh, lovely. I can't wait to hate more of it. I but... do not expect you to ever finish that, and I'm not going to ask you to. <laughs> anyway. Parker, do I, do I wish I had you... someone who would yell, who gonna beat my ass, at, and they can <laughs> respond back with, who gonna beat my ass? Yes. Beat his ass. Is that you? No. And that's okay. <laughs> uh... Parker, what did you think about Radiohead? Anything more positive than I did? Yes, I'm I'm significantly higher on this than you are. Um, this certainly plays to my tastes more than it does to yours. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I I think you'll probably agree with me when when I say that I I tend to get more enjoyment out of the real weird shit than you do. <laughs> um, we have an album from Ratsaw God. Ratsaw God. That I was just like, what the fuck am I listening to? And you're like, oh, I love this. I'm like, I uh, no, what? That I mean, that Wednesday album, I was okay on it, but oh, it wasn't okay. like so I, I, there definitely was. Um, there's definitely a couple things last year I think that were kind of weird that I was like, Callous Out Boys, Callous Out Boys, uh, yeah. Where I was like, this shit's great, and then you're like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> um. Parts of Callous Cowboys sucks. Parts of Callous Cowboys. Big Thief, kind of. Oh, yeah, um, sorry. Big Thief. Nope. Oh, Chat Pile. Definitely. <laughs> um, it's a pile of chatters. Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely Chat Pile. Um, kind of Magic City Hippies, but you didn't even really hate that. 
Um, my, it was a uh, vibe more, yeah, more than the rest. That Mismore album. That Mismore album, the Sludge Metal album. Don't even get started on that. Yeah. Um, I I'm definitely that more, more into that than you ever will be. Um, Solo, obviously. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, no, this is... So, for a... I mean, we've, we've kind of already said this, but we have a couple really bad starting spots for getting into discographies of albums uh, this week. Um, because we got this, who, who have literally like five critically acclaimed albums in this in their their most popular like if you if you look at their spotify page yeah like the first five popular releases are okay computer pablo honey the bends in rainbows and kid a which were the five albums released previous to this except for one of them which is the one after i believe right they're 2001 i think 2007 say again in Rainbows was their 2007 one. Uh, Hail to the oh, Thief was 2003. Yeah. They had yeah. an EP, no, right. but doesn't count. Yeah, they, they had the creep EP as well. So that's okay. Um, the point is, multiple starting spots that probably would have been better than starting here. This is still a cool record though. Um, oh yeah, and we have we we'll we'll talk about Deftones later too. But we um, it's not White Pony, but we we started with the self-titled. Um, should we have started with White Pony? Probably. Did we not? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I this is a I I kind of struggle to It's a what am I what am I trying to say with this? This is it, it I think it will definitely reward, be more rewarding on a few re-listens. And I, I think that's been said about some of their previous albums as well by other people. I've 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 heard stuff from them about. I get, that sounded that was phrased horribly, but anyways, it, it, I I've heard that it, it sometimes takes multiple listens to really get their music, and I I think this is absolutely part. I I think this absolutely falls into that. Um the the good news is that the the base of what's here even on a first listen is still good and to my ears well like there there are a couple there are a couple sections like i will what i will say is that the the raindrops section by by the end of that it was starting to get like physically uncomfortable for me thank um, you i i don't necessarily that entirely is a bad thing if that makes any sense but um i will i you know i will say that it was definitely you know it, it got a bit much by the by the end of that song um i want to jump more, not necessarily because of the repetitiveness and the lyrics but more the instrumental kind of <laughs> really yeah. starting to get like i like kind of loud and erratic and and buzzing kind of yeah um more than the the repetitiveness of the lyrics i think um, jumping in here really quick um mm -hmm. when you said that like it takes a few listens to like actually start to enjoy it um yeah. i think of one album that you 
had that happen to you last year, um, gloom in the corner. On first listen, yeah. you were like, this is okay. Second listen, you were like, okay, I'm starting to actually understand this, and it's really good. Right. And I don't know if you've gone back to the story part of it at all. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> so, you know, okay. This is, no, I haven't. Well, I, the Bloom in the Corner, well, I, while we're on this this topic, Bloom in the Corner is a really weird one for me. Because yeah, I'm like, no. yeah, on a, on, a, on a certain part of it is like, yeah, this shit's great. But then I haven't gone back to it. You know what well, I mean? I'm sitting here like, with yeah, like, part of that is probably, probably a total of like 20 plays myself. Right. So you're you're, you're taking all the gloom in the corner energy over there. Genuinely, um, I have all of it. Yeah. I could sit here and be like, yeah, I'll put it on tonight. Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? If even um, one single comes out, I'm like, do I want to play this whole yeah. album? Mm-hmm. Do I want to play this whole yeah, album? Yeah, I mean, part of that oh. is probably because it's an hour long. But I, for, for whatever reason, I haven't gone back to that and it's making me doubt my store of it because i'm like god damn it if it's not even in your top 10 i'm gonna be upset yeah because i'm i'm but it's like i'm kind of looking at it it's like should i have you never predicted my top 33 no i didn't i have not gone and managed to do that yet because i was on vacation and i anyway yeah anyways yeah um... so the with, with with radiohead here yeah um it's well there are sections like that um the there are other parts of this that are that sound just immaculate like there um like sections of what was it what was the song um i think it was the opener like once you get past the that kind of weird start um like the the instrumental like the the guitars it just the combined with what they're they're doing with the drums just sounds it, it's produced incredibly well um and that goes throughout the whole the whole album i believe um so and and i i i did enjoy backdrifts a good lot a good bit too i know that was one you were complaining about with the panning um but backdrifts i think is a is a really nice vibey type of song um it wasn't horrible just by the three and a half minute mark. I was so sick of the absolute weirdness that I got on this album because I had already gotten two plus two equals five. Sit down, stand up. <laughs> Sail to the moon wasn't even memorable. And then backdrifts was this woo, 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 woo. And I was trying to focus on the panning because it was bothering me and I couldn't because <laughs> I physically couldn't control which side I could focus on. It was like a delay. Um <laughs> That's why it bothered me so much. I just skipped the last minute and a half. So respectfully, it wasn't a terrible song. Just the panning bothered me so much that I couldn't listen to it more. Mm. Um. Yeah. So it, it it's it also doesn't really probably help that I was I was working on uh, I was working on stuff for the the rom <laughs> well while i was listening to this oh yeah making oh. a pokemon rom yeah we're doing a pokemon rom for uh the the draft league that we're both in because um fuck it's it, why gonna not? be cool when when we when it inevitably becomes an actual thing it'll, it'll be cool but regardless like it it definitely feels like something that will be 
it, it feels like an album that will I'll be I'll be up at like one in the morning listening to it for a third time and I'll be like holy shit this is like fucking perfect <laughs> you know what I mean honestly it feels like you need to be like high on some good ass drugs to like <laughs> fully enjoy the experience with this mm-hmm. it, it it feels like something that you need to really pay attention to to fully get a, a, to get a full experience out of pay attention to which, it. i mean that goes for that goes for any album of course but i think have this drugs. is actually... enjoy lots of weed pay attention but yeah anyway it's a it's a good record i i gave it an initial i think of like seven and a half or like yeah something like that um definitely i i definitely see myself the, see this being a grower on a re-listen because it, it there's enough here and it, it sounds good enough that i'm like i i can see myself coming back to this fairly fairly easily so and if you find me more interesting to listen to than parker uh don't listen to this album it sucks fuck you it doesn't suck not my fault your, your ears are your, not my fault your ears are sensitive bitch wow <laughs> <laughs> um our next album is Deftones and Deftones. their not debut album but named debut album Deftones sorry self-titled they're, they're good old, old self-titled and holy shit did I hear like seven different bands when the moment that this band started playing uh, I, I have heard the name Deftones so many times. Uh, I did realize that even without an album in three years, they still have 8 million monthly listeners. Like, it's nothing. Uh, and also 3.8 million followers, which is a respectable amount. Uh the thing is, is like this is not my type of metal. This wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like respectfully, I actually clicked like on three songs: Minerva, Good Morning Beautiful, and Bloody Cape. Those weren't bad. Those were actually like, I'm like, okay, I like this. Uh, honestly, Hexagram kind of really weird way to start it. I just didn't like that start specifically. But that first song, all I heard was Thornhill <laughs> and how much influence <laughs> that Deftones has on Thornhill and like a little bit of Bad Omens in there and a little bit of a teeny bit of Banks Arcade in there. But like I've heard I've heard this band in so many other alt metal bands. It's so crazy to like go back to the original influences and be like, holy shit, you've really did copy this style you did copy this like tone yeah and for me it doesn't work for me it's a five there were some songs that were good just it's also not the best starting point as parker will say uh we started with five other projects that are more popular and well known than this one is but they have Around the Fur and White Pony. 1997, 2000. We could have easily done both of those. We both chose not to because we were stupid. We went with Deftones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. 
like it's a five, but honestly, it's probably closer to like a five and a half because I'm like, yeah, there were some moments, but this band mm-hmm. is so influential. I respect the fact that like, while it's not my style, it influenced so many bands that I enjoy even just a little bit right now. And I appreciate mm-hmm. them so much for it. Yeah. Th- you you can absolutely see. I, I, I absolutely see why this is kind of a, a, heavily influential style to to many modern bands um yes as you said the the most blatant one i think the most blatant one obviously is thornhill uh thornhill has this written all over it um especially i think on on heroin um not so much the dark pool but uh definitely their their 2022 project has this kind of kind of like death yeah this like this kind of death tonesy kind of, i don't even know how to describe it but you hear this sound all over that album like it, it's and when you i know you initially brought up banks arcade too when you were telling me like yeah this this has this written all over it um I, I I wasn't sure I, I really agreed with you at the time, but going through it, I was like, yeah, no, you can kind of hear, you can hear a bit of Banks Arcade in this too. Yeah, a um, little, not much, but like, there's a little bit of like a little little bit. Yeah. Um, like it, Banks Arcade definitely does it in more like a colorful fashion, if that makes any sense. But you, I I can see where you were getting that from. Banks Arcade and, takes and, every genre related to metal. And fuses it together, mm-hmm. and and so yeah, I I this this is definitely something that I can see myself coming back to as well. Kind of in the same, kind of in the same vein as Radiohead. I think this would do with do better with a closer listen. Um, it, it's, but it, especially with me getting more into Thornhill, especially like um overall um it's it definitely feels like something that's going to click with me more the more i listen to it yeah and it it makes me want to go and jump into these more popular more influential projects of theirs like because if if the base of what if if the base of what this is is good and i think it is good um then then i i i i'm hoping these you know, around the fur, White Pony, especially, are going to be like the the projects. I'm hoping that the I'm hoping they'll hit as well as I'm expecting them to. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I um, honestly, I wasn't dis like I wasn't despising it. Just like it wasn't my style, but I am yeah, hoping it, it's... that. Around the Fur and White Pony and Diamond Eyes and Koi no Khan, no Yokan actually increase my interest in this band because this is yeah. not the greatest starting point, but mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Just right. I don't want to listen. It's not like you want to go into a, an album being like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." Like, yes, that's like, exactly. You don't, like, you don't go into an album wanting it to be bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> If Radiohead is anything better than what they just put on in 2003, mm-hmm. then I'll take it. If yeah. Deftones has better stuff than what their 2003 album has, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. 
All right, next one we have is Silverstein. And their debut album, When Broken, is easily fixed. This is... Their debut, I think, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. It is 12 songs in 46 minutes. Uh, I'm going to be honest. My biggest issue with it was the Screamer. And I, and I cannot genuinely tell if it is uh, our man that we heard saying a few weeks ago at the store. I thought it was the same guy. I don't believe it was because there was another yeah. person doing backing vocals back then. There's like three Ever. of them. He doesn't sound the same. If this is him as his first debut, he sucks as a screamer. <laughs> because that was my biggest issue with this. Because mm -hmm. the clean vocals, as expected, Silverstein has great clean vocals. But if it is him also screaming, which he screams so much better on every other album, uh, this 1 million percent, it just I gave it a 5.8. Parker gave it a 5.3. I The screaming was the biggest issue. Everything else was fine. Just the screaming was not great it was similar to like the under oath style where it just was like a lot of noise and not well produced not well not well made vocals or like that like it was not well screamed mm -hmm. if you want to call it that um they just weren't good for me and i think parker agrees completely on that part so i yes um, I have slightly different issues with this than you do, I think, oh. but, um, I, I, I do want to point out, I, I, am looking at their Wikipedia page. I'm actually impressed at how a band that's been going on for this long has had relatively little turnover. Yes. Like, that's also one thing I wanted to root. Basically everyone there has been there since 2000, aside from the, the lead guitarist. Which respectfully he left on good terms, which is great. I think, right? Right. right. In the wikipedia or something like that yeah but anyway um but i mean it's just been the one guy doing backing vocals or it was it was the oh no you're right it was the two of them doing backing vocals for for what would have been this project um i don't know i didn't have i don't think i had as big of an issue with the streaming as as you did um i i i would hesitate to say that it was good <laughs> but um I don't think it really stuck out as being as poor as it, it did to you. Um, yeah. My main issue with this was that this shit was boring as hell. <laughs> that too, oh. it didn't feel like the... <sighs> it felt significantly more emo, just like straight emo, than like kind of the more emo, post-hardcore, emo metalcore that we have today. Yes. Um, it, it, it's um my i mean my my closest comparison point i think is um the the northern weather album from last year that we listened to yes i remember listening to that i think the the one from the band that is like 2000 monthly listeners or, or less than that um I, i'm going to be honest i think i remember listening to the album i don't remember the band at all yeah i mean you gave it like a 5 or something like that it was it's, it's that's really exactly why it didn't really leave much for you, I think, if I remember correctly. 
Um, yeah. This falls basically within that same exact lane um, for me. Um, so... Except it's except that Northern Weather that Northern Weather album sounds better than this was. Yeah, Not I, this I is also I like lower produced because it's their first album, which is fair. Right, it's lower produced because it's their first album. It was also twenty years ago. Yes. <laughs> so, um, the but thing I just is, said, is yeah, that sounds incredible, and I don't think any of the songs are all that interesting. The next album from them is so much better. Yeah, it has some <laughs> of the singles that like are iconic, right. staple live show songs and i don't think they played i don't remember if they played anything from this album yes, they either. did oh from oh, they this did? uh i don't think they played anything from this if they did that i don't remember it oh no i was i was saying i don't think they played anything from this album that we're talking no. about right now okay. because they played um smile on your sleep uh my heroine don't think they played your sword versus my dagger but that's another one that's a very popular one um they also re remastered that one specifically um in their redux the first 10 years um anyway oh they did actually play a song from this what song um what smashed into pieces let me pull let me pull up the album um when broken is but but anyway, so anyway, I'll, I'll I'll find it. Give me a sec. For, keep, for keep me, it's more so that like I know what's coming up. I I know that the next few are going to be enjoyable, um, and I honestly, oh, God, oh, giving up. Giving up. Giving up was the one they oh, played. the third song. Oh, I did like yeah. that one. Yeah. Um. So, like, this is like, it's a debut album, and I feel like a lot of the albums that we're gonna have in this time period are gonna be debut albums or second albums or not as produced as other albums, because we have these bands that are, they come out of the woodworks with like the most refined produced album because they get signed to a record company or they just buy their own equipment or they produce it really well, or whatever, and it sounds really good. But back then, they did not have that luxury. So I think that's also part of it. Um, honestly, though, it was fine. It wasn't anything groundbreaking. It, it, as Parker said, it was a bit boring. But welcome to Silverstein, where they can kind of be a little bit boring and generic at times, and they can fall into their yeah. victim to their own formula, which is ironic because they really helped make the emo formula more emo <laughs> yeah no you're right it, de it definitely sounds like a debut like um, let's talk about our last album shine down shine album their debut album leave a whisper which for the first time all episode unless you technically count silverstein we are in agreement about an album in quite some time i'm surprised to see you as high on this as you are honestly so the funny thing is i really enjoy uh shinedown's vocalist 
Brent, I, I, I agree. Brent is a great mode of So I think that is honestly why this is so much higher than I thought it would be too. Um, because I had a good time with quite a few of these songs. Um, let me pull up the album. So yeah, there were definitely some that I just, it just didn't stick with me, but three, four, five, six, seven of the 12 songs I clicked like on first listen. Um, Fly from the inside, obviously really, really good. Um, Lost in the crowd, no more love, burning bright, all I ever wanted, stranger inside and 45 were my seven that I really enjoyed. Um, this is definitely still a debut record, and I don't think it's as good as their next coming stuff, uh, which after this is Us and Them, which I didn't realize was a 2005 album. I thought it was a little bit uh, uh, later than that, but and then The Sound of Madness after that, which that, that one's going to be. That's the, that that's the big one. Like, that's going to be a fun one. I like that. I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> I have to say, I probably have a lot to say about that one too. Um, anyway, I, I, the thing is that like I don't mind China whatsoever. Their last album was boring to me. That's just I went into There's it. There's an uncharacteristic album from them, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, uh, but for a debut album this is solid. Like I'd be like, okay, I'd be interested in checking this out. Like the band again, if I heard this in 2003 with uh Silverstein, I'd be like, okay, I'll see what's going to come up next with <laughs> Deftones. It's not my style, but I'll see what's coming up next. If that was a debut, uh, kill switch engage had that same idea where I'm like, yeah, I'd be interested in checking this out again. It's not my favorite, but it's a good debut start somewhere. Uh, I think of like Pool Kids, for example, who they released a uh, self-titled debut last year. And for me, that was incredible. For you, Mm -hmm. you were like, yeah, it's good. It's good. Let's see what the next project, let's see what the next album says. And that honestly will probably be higher for you uh, or lower if it goes in the wrong direction for you. But if it starts, yeah. But, like, the idea that, like, the second album really speaks for, like, what the band is planning to do with their sound for the most part. Mm-hmm. Whether they continue yeah, I... in one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think this is a, a, a really quite solid uh, debut project. And, I I mean, I've been a fan of this band for base, well, basically my entire life. Um. I'll say I say basically because as far you know, as far as I'm concerned, years like one through five don't really matter. <laughs> um, my mom had bought Stand of the the Sound of Madness as a CD, and we would play it in the car all the time. Like when oh, I was like, oh, so you just this is your literally your childhood. I can sing this. Along is, this. this is like the childhood album for me. Not this album, gotcha. sorry. This is the like band. the childhood album for me. And this, I think, is a, a solid precursor to that. Um, yep. It doesn't quite have, like, I, I think the range 
that if that makes any sense that sound of madness does um like both like things of sound like it it stays pretty steady throughout but what's here is good like i i enjoy um you know fly from the inside is great 45 is an incredible closer for the yeah. the bass album um this is a song i've i've i i've liked for a while mm-hmm. um which i if, if you like his vocals i do suggest going one more song and listening to the the simple man acoustic version um because i think that's probably one of the best examples of his vocal ability um that is out there yeah um so if you find the time to go give that a listen i definitely recommend it um it's a great cover um i think the biggest thing with um shinedown is that this is their debut and in any debut you just want to play it safe you don't want to try going yeah they don't going that crazy route with the third album you're like okay let's see what we can do with this and we've got in the same album uh sound of madness then second Mm -hmm. chance if you only knew um hit after hit after hit after hit like it it really is just like you've got such a range of like heavy chorus catchy radio like sadness like right you've got such a variety with this one it's like yeah they kept it consistent and Mm -hmm. i don't mind that whatsoever but that little bit of like hey we can do some other stuff too with 45 and like some other acoustics and Mm -hmm. that's such a nice way to start instead of just like okay let's see what the fuck we can do with the sound and see Mm -hmm. what hits and what doesn't now that's no, just stick with one sound, go with yeah. it, and see what you can do. Yeah, I, I absolutely uh, agree with what you're you're saying there. Like with with Sound of Madness, there's definitely like there's definitely waves to it. Like you you start with Devour and and Sound of Madness, and you have like you know you get some heavy tracks, and then it cools off a bit for Second Chance, and then you go right back into it with Cry for Help, and then it kind of cools down for a little bit, and then you get right back into it with Sin for a Grin, yeah. and then you know it cools it like. What a shame cools down a little bit, and then you have cyanide sweet tooth suicide. Like it, it's, I I fucking love that album. And this is this, um, this is probably the one. No, I'm not. That's a lie. This is definitely not the one I've listened to from them the least. It's definitely us and them. Um, but there there are definitely some great songs on here. As I said, 45 fly from inside, burning bright. I think you know all the big songs from this are are great. Um, I think it was, there was one more. I don't remember which one it was. Anyways, yeah, it's a, it's a really solid, really solid start for them. Related to, like, the debut album being safe and yeah. then getting weird, the getting, like, experimental and shit, I think of, like, Muse as an example. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking back to, like, uh, for example, you didn't like Showbiz that much for their debut. You gave it a 5.8 here. Mm-hmm. Uh, their next album, you. What did you do? It's like a low six, I think. Uh, Origin of Symmetry, you gave it a six. Yeah. Um, you liked it more, and the when they released their debut, it was a very safe, alternative, kind of oddball album. But it was showing what they their sound is. Mm-hmm. 
and then they just exploded into their sound, which was Origin of Symmetry. Um, yeah. And when we get to their next album, which is soon, actually. Actually, in our next group, technically. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolution. You get some weird stuff. Yeah. You get some weird stuff. Um, I think of also like Slipknot, where the first album was very just chaotic energy, very uh, I'm I'm angry, I'm angry, wow, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then you get the well, I'm kind of fucking angry and slow now, but I'm really fucking angry and hurt you can't and then the 15 minute closer, which is like, what the fuck did you do this? <laughs> Um, but like, and even then, Slipknot just gets weirder and weirder. But they get to experiment more and play with their sound a little bit, even though they keep right. the same formula. Um, mm-hmm. just the idea that like that debut album has to be safe, but Shine Down still experiments with their sound just a little bit enough to where it's not a boring ass debut album. Right. I was. I. I wasn't bored during this and i think that's an interesting distinction to make between like this and silverstein for example silverstein i still felt a little bit more interested because i was like okay i still love his clean vocals you can still sound exactly the same as they do in 2023 like the only difference is that like it's just well produced and he's gotten better as a singer right but he still has a good range this i i think it's I, I well I found with Silverstein that like it really doesn't have like the hooks that the more modern stuff has and I think yes. that really lose that's kind of where they really lose me because I I going back to um misery made me recently I was like there's really not a like I I found myself less interested in it outside of like the choruses and stuff than I really kind of was on first listens which is kind of unfortunate because I, I I didn't really expect that you one to grow up. You were the one that was advocating for that thing. I know that's that's kind of why I'm disappointed because I was like, damn, this I I wasn't really expecting this to draw off me like it did. But this one, it 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 has it doesn't it has have a much that shines throughout, and it but it, it manages to it manages to hook you in enough with what's there to to stay interesting. Yeah, like the. And Brent, I think, is, is was already a, a developed enough vocalist at this point that it, it really, really makes it stick as well. Um, which I, I think is, is, is very helpful. So, Anyway. Yeah. That's going to be it for this week. Um, we will eventually get to As They Lay Dying and Event Sevenfold probably in our next group of retro albums. Uh, it's not going to be for a little bit because uh we have a few weeks worth of craziness um and you won't hear from me unless it's a podcast we Um, don't have anything for this the upcoming friday (laughs) but i will have stuff probably i will find stuff that will Uh, be releasing um we will also have the stuff from this week which is includes as everything unfolds brand of sacrifice uh maybe another ep or two that i find or another lp um after that, we have Currents in the Devil Wears Prada on May 5th. That's a dumb week. Uh, then we have the Acacia Strain times two, which I didn't even yeah. know was a 
possibility. Yeah, they're Vampire. doing no, they're they're doing a double a double album. That's fucking English. fucked. Yeah. Uh, the twelve everything comes out on the twelfth. <laughs> yeah, it's the Acacia Strain times two, Vailamaya, Hot Mulligan, The Amity Affliction, Left to Suffer. When I tell you that it's going to be a heavy week because we have emotionally draining Amity Affliction, emotionally draining Hot Mulligan, disgustingly physically heavy Left to Suffer, mm-hmm. disgustingly guitar physically heavy and stupid breakdowns Vailamaya, and then just noise the acacia strain aka death mm-hmm. lord um sorry for all the acacia strains i haven't really listened to them much i <laughs> i just know that they are a lot uh, i know mm-hmm. one of those songs is literally gained to the max um they put their gain on max and played the song um and then after that is sleep token then week after so also on may 12th is fucking legend of zelda tears of the tears to the kingdom so you will not hear from me on Twitter. So if I if someone posts, it's Parker, not me. Yeah. I don't exist except for this podcast. Like, f- fuck everybody else. For fuck <laughs> everything else I'm doing. Like, this requires my full undivided attention. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how stupid this week was going to be. Like, Alan was commenting, like, how much stuff is releasing from the 5th to the 12th. I didn't realize now until I started speaking it like this how stupid this is. (laughs) I've said how stupid it is 70 times. Someone put a counter up on the board. I'm actually going to... I have something for this upcoming week. Good. Do it. Um... That's on oh, the um, indie rock. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Hardcore, okay. metalcore, lo-fi, Ooh. according okay. to them. I'll, uh, I'll just for now. We'll see. How, we'll see how that goes. Uh, honestly, I'm hoping kind of like a space cowboy, a CU space cowboy type of thing. Okay. If, if it's been like hardcore death, like hardcore metalcore. But anyway, next week is a catch-up on stuff because we missed a bunch of shit. Uh, and actual relevant modern stuff. The Oof. next time we do a retro week might be end of May based on our timeline because we have nothing for June, really. Except Avenged Sevenfold, which I think is an EP, actually. Correct me. No, Avenged Sevenfold is a whole album. Uh, but we will discuss what we plan to do for albums for uh, our next retro because we have I think we should do less because if these albums are like an hour long and it takes a while to get through because like Avenged Sevenfold yeah. is an hour as they lay down it's yeah. only 38 minutes but like it's still like I think Deftones was an hour uh, mm-hmm. Radiohead was an hour so it was quite a bit in yeah. terms of like how much time you invest into one listen maybe even two maybe even three if you really like it right so anyway thank you guys so much for listening if you are listening on apple or spotify depending on whatever in the world i have finally put this on speaking of actually no i did get it on apple po- apple podcast and spotify podcasts so <laughs> if you're listening on That's spotify cool. apple or if youtube if i put these up on video form 
leave us a like comment subscribe or give us five stars or comment to us talk to us we're on twitter twitter at htsab underscore podcast yeah totally is houston some bullshit and i'm ranger squid and yeah i'm tired i've been going since 6 a.m and it's yeah, you gotta be up in 1 p.m <laughs> i i haven't stopped moving i got no. home i rested for 10 minutes and then i made dinner and then i went to pottery and then i came home and did this <laughs> now we're here so i am exhausted so go to bed i'm cutting it short have a good night podcast have a wonderful week, morning, afternoon, whatever. Whatever the fuck. Have a good night. We're out of here. GG. Peace. <laughs>